episode 214 of the A-News podcast, a digest and or conversations on anarchist activity, ideas, and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. This week, there is no conversation for topic of the week, the second week of a series of thoughts on solidarity. There is a guest editorial read by friend Rosinante and a reading of something new from the library read by Octox. Editorial. This editorial comes from outside of the collective via email submission to the collective at anarchistnews.org. Please feel free to email us with your editorial submissions as well, and perhaps we just might read it. Editorial. Amayure Ringo. Anarchism and West Papua Liberation. This text was originally written in Bahasa Indonesia language and translated to English by the author. Why are the anarchists who are anti-state and want to destroy status systems till the root supporting West Papua's independence? Why does anarchists who are anti-state actually supporting the process of creating a new state? Anarchism is the concept of an ideal social system where the state and capitalism and various forms of domination are abolished. The history of anarchism itself has been running for hundreds of years from parts of Europe and North America to the African continent. In achieving their goals, anarchists legalize and advocate for using violence as a struggle method. In its history, we can see anarchists have been involved in various struggles from national liberation. Even the majority group in that region do not have anarchist tendencies. Anarchists have been involved in the struggle for liberation of Sicily from Italy, Catalan and Basque from Spain, and Ireland from British Empire, even the Dutch East Indies, Indonesia from the Netherlands. Why are anarchists involved in all these struggles? The answer to that question can be answered if we look briefly at the definition of anarchism above and various forms of domination being abolished. Anarchism is a struggle for liberation from various dominations. That domination can take the form as racism, sexism, homophobia, and also colonialism. Anarchists must be opposition to colonialism because it is a form of domination of one person over another person, one nation over another nation. Colonialism will also inevitably lead to other forms of domination such as racism, sexism, and exploitation of nature. West Papua is one of the independent territories that was forcibly annexed by the Sakurano regime on May 1, 1963. The Fake People's Opinion Determination, P-E-P-E-R-A, was held by the Indonesian state using gun and death threats. After this forced annexation, a nightmare started on the land of Sendarashi. The killing of hundreds of even thousands indigenous West Papuans by the Indonesian colonial apparatus. The exploitation of West Papua's natural resources by large corporations and the massive migration of non-West Papuan people who made OAP Papuan natives marginalized. This colonialism also brings racism to West Papuans, West 
Papuans are stigmatized as primitive humans, forced people, lazy people, and many other degrading insults. Anarchists have many reasons to be involved in the struggle for national liberation, fighting for the possibility of anarchy to stop the influence of right-wing groups in the struggle for national liberation politic, or simply solidarity for oppressed peoples. Anarchists do not have same position between one person to another person because anarchism means decentralization and the rejection of a single authority. Anarchists distinguish between what is state and homeland nation mean. Indigenous peoples are loving and respecting their homeland, their nation, a sacred entity that will be defended with all their lives, while the state is a man-made entity that desires power, control, and domination over the community. Quoting Kropotkin, an anarchist theorist from Russia, real internationalism will not be achieved unless all nations are already independent. If we say no to the government, how can we turn out to be letting go a colonial government? A free society could not be established on colony. The freedom that resulted was pseudo-freedom, because this freedom might be liberate the main peoples, but oppress the colonized peoples. Anarchists are already attached to the decolonization movement and indigenous peoples in North and South America, Australia, and New Zealand. Anarchists are involved in the indigenous peoples resistance movement and the land back movement. Anarchism is definitely about self-determination, including the self-determination of indigenous peoples from the domination of the state, especially the colonial state. West Papua, is a nation that naturally formed while country is a man-made entity. Anarchists are different from other pseudo-left groups who always see the world in only two choices. Anarchists see the world in a broad view. Anarchists can fight colonialism and imperialism in West Papua without pushing their national political figures. We can move in solidarity with the people of West Papua who are oppressed by colonialism and imperialism. Anarchist support for the national liberation of West Papua does not mean support for the formation of a new West Papua state, but anarchists are in solidarity while promoting other alternatives except formatting new state to the oppressed people in West Papua. Anarchism supports self-determination for colonized peoples, even though these peoples believe that the formation of a new state is the solution to their oppression. On this segment of What's New in the Anarchist Library, the 8th edition of Black Seed was uploaded, so that means that all editions up to this date have been uploaded. I will read the introduction to the 8th edition. Welcome to the 8th edition of Black Seed Journal. This issue was meant to be published in the winter of 2020, but we were devastated in February by the passing of our co-editor and friend, lover and Black Seed originator, Aragorn. Finishing this issue has been an unintentional practice in group mourning. Two obituaries from people with intimate relations to Aragorn and Black Seed opened this issue. In addition, this world has been wrecked by the COVID pandemic, 
and although we at Black Seed quietly, and not so quietly, invite the mayhem, one consequence of this pre-apocalyptic event is that this edition will sail more slowly than usual on the winds of distribution. We suspect it might not find its way to you until later this summer or fall. In our last issue, we labeled our changes up till now as being a journal for indigenous anarchism without explanation. Here we'll flesh out that change at least a little more. This project was made by green anarchists who feel that a green anarchist perspective was incomplete. Sure, we started this project partly to distinguish ourselves from primitivism, but we are also dissatisfied with the other perspectives called green, like green capitalism, social ecology, and other fixed positions. We recognize green anarchism, anarchism, and even ideological indigeneity as moving targets. Those of us who are post-Indians, toward the ideologies that poorly liberate us, full well knowing that the task remains ours, and celebrating that we have each other, and the power to go beyond the language and limitations others have for us. This has been a true pleasure of publishing Black Seed. Overall, 2019 was a great year for indigenous anarchism, with this issue hinting at possible new directions. With the IAC, Indigenous Anarchism Convergence, which happened over three days in Flagstaff in August, and changed our ideas about different approaches to Indigenous Anarchism. Generational, political, and cultural differences were in evidence by the end of the weekend. It was hard to point to a shared center of gravity. One of the big challenges of this issue, put together just a season after the IAC, is that an IA perspective may be just too big. Many people came to the event with perspectives and opinions that were quite different from the essays and one-on-one conversations we had up till that point. We have a range of feelings coming off the tail of the IAC event and about the consequences of indigenous anarchism as a whole. You'll read in Firewalk with me, one of two report backs from the IAC. I witnessed an indigenous anarchist, but it was unfamiliar to me, a Diné anarchist. We are in that ecstatic space where we have more questions than answers. How do we respond to the questions? Are we indigenous or are we Diné? Anishi, Nabe, Lakota? Are we writing for a movement that does not exist yet and maybe shouldn't? The project of Black Seed is both to state that we are here and that that matters and to explore who we are as an act of becoming, dialogue and negotiation. In this issue, we mostly show this by way of interviews and an underlying tension. It is a failure of our imagination that we find ourselves trapped by a fork in the road. We call activists versus do-nothings, or critical thinkers versus idiots who charge in. Of course, we should want to be both and more, or everything all the time but we find ourselves exhausted by the project of being all the things, with never a break and no end to the self-critical lens that burns us all out. We know attention exists. We need to do it all and support our friends who are doing the same. We need to have a bit more flexibility in our thinking and tolerance in our assertions. Suggested. This flexibility will, of course, look different in different contexts, which can make it difficult and complicated to recognize when we're doing it badly or well. The conversations in this issue follow up on these thoughts with provocative words from people on the ground. The Odom and Tiborder Collective began to parse the complications of having tribal land cross national boundaries, fighting development, roads, 
at the same time that a border wall is being built and fighting for tribal sovereignty and spiritual preservation of land that is currently being desecrated. Contrasts at the Boundary Lines is an interview between two mixed people about preserving and living inside cultures under siege. The second installment of Aragorn's conversation with the Anpot Duda Collective is a frank look at plea bargain math, relationships, and making decisions. One issue a year is about what we're capable of as a small group in the Bay, but we like to do at least two issues a year. In this pursuit, this issue has been primarily compiled in collaboration with Indigenous Action and features voices that are presented in the IAC, i.e. the content from this issue is primarily from AC and the Southwest. Initially, we had looked forward to a Southwest editorial collective emerging from the indigenous anarchist convergence, but that did not fully coalesce. How do we support new writers with new ideas while also remembering old ideas, forgotten conflicts, and the lessons of bruises and torn muscles? To start, an indigenous anarchism is not merely a youth movement or a passing fad. We honor, attend to, and dismiss our elders because of our intimacy with them and not because they are segregated into a part of our life that we safely ignore or blow off. What is called critique in our urban intellectual circles may be called the wisdom of age or the experience of time in others. Black Seed is a project of radical autonomous minds to gather and share ideas, using newsprint to do it. We would have liked to extend an invitation to all of you to continue or start to write good shit and to send it in. But with the passing of Aragorn, the future of Black Seed is now uncertain. The we here is written with heavy hearts. Aragorn contributed to this editorial and we finish it. And this issue, perhaps the last, without him. This recalibration of Black Seed carries with it some of the growing pains you'd expect. And in some ways, the masochists in us crave more of it as it's in those tensions where we feel like we're breaking that some of the most exhilarating growth occurs this doesn't happen with tokens of mutual deference and the same damn people writing the same damn shit beyond the contrived leftist self and collective castigations we seek out those hard conversations which often have the humor of our ancestors although that deaf levity always seems to be the first casualty rendering most discourse uncomfortably numb whether it's a fierce call for radical centering or forceful renouncement of stifling traditions or lashing out at those already on the ground, these are the dialectics of ruins and ruination, and they should be hard and messy and joyful and gut-wrenching, and for some reason, though we adorn ourselves with targets for enemies and friends and frenemies, when we put ourselves out there, we manage to keep going. In the Nebisad, the idea of aware is lived and strived for as Sanagav Pike Ocho. Over there in old age is a future in harmony. The who and how is where the exquisite pain is. And if we truly seek to destroy a world, we must not be afraid of ruins. What's new this week? 
Noise, flags, and fists from Anon, but not just any Anon, a Canadian Anon. So, you know. So this is a report on initial protests in Montreal that happened in response to heightened violence against Palestinians and Jews. But for some of us, the real value in this piece is what comes after that, a thoughtful examination of what international solidarity means in a specific location and a specific moment. The author doesn't sound like they know what will make change or what will keep change from happening. They mostly note concerns. Quote, the problem with campaigns of international solidarity is that, pretty frequently, they distract attention from projects that are more locally pertinent. I feel like I can get myself into trouble here, so let me be clear. I don't think they are without value. But I do think, quite categorically, that it is generally disadvantageous when people know more about the latest events happening in a place far away than they do about the events that are happening in their own city. When they have a narratively simple understanding of events and the lead up to those events in societies on the other side of the world, but they don't understand, or at least fail to recognize, the tensions and dynamics that are manifest in their own social context. International solidarity may sometimes be for the people far away, but it also needs to be for the people who are doing it. For anarchists, it is imperative that these campaigns of struggle feed into strategies that are about making anarchy or other projects that align with what anarchists want happen locally, whatever that might concretely mean." Unquote. Also, dig in that new curse word, narratively simple. In the spirit of total resistance from the industrial worker by fellow worker X409009. Ha! A loving obit for longtime anarchist wobbly Arthur J. Miller. Quote, his experiences in the shipping industry and trucking as an itinerant day laborer and self-described bum and a bit of an outcast and outlaw informed his views on environmentalism racial justice, immigration, indigenous rights, and other social issues which inspired his work as a solidarity-based activist. As a writer, he sought to encourage all of us workers to share our own stories with one another. I write because I strongly believe that the most important stories told are by the rank-and-file activists, the organizers, and so on. It is my hope that in my writing I can help inspire these people to write their own experiences." Unquote. Judging from that video of the Total Liberation Conference crime thing posted in February featuring Aragorn, the Green Anarchy folks, and Arthur, I don't think I really vibed with his politics, but Lady Anarchy certainly weeps each time a quote, potster, unquote, is lost. Demonstration for Anarchy via Indie Media Netherlands. This is about a demonstration put on by a group called Rihe. <clears throat> Not totally clear what the purpose of this demonstration in Amsterdam is, nor what Rihe is, since the site is only in Dutch, but quote, the demonstration itself will be divided in five different blocks, one for each of the different anarcho flags. Black pink for queer anarchism, black red for anarcho-communism and anarcho-syndicalism, black purple for anarcho-feminism, black green for ecological anarchism, and black black for the classics. We want to invite all groups and individuals to join up with one of the blocks and help give it shape. You can do this in any number of ways. <laughs> Bring signs and banners, someone to give a speech, Come up with your own slogans and disseminate those. Bring your own sound system, etc. Unquote. Yay for flags, I guess. No, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so all the flags. Free the flags. Anarchy in Belarus from Fifth Estate Number 409, Summer 2021. Brief interview with Belarusian anarchist Sonia on the fallout of the August uprising against Lukashenko's re-election. Quote, some anarchists managed to escape abroad before they could be arrested. Fortunately, no anarchists have disappeared so far. Some were kidnapped, arrested illegally, like Mikola Dziadok, who went underground in July and was arrested on November 11th. Cops tortured him all night long in order to get access to his computer, telegram, and other channels of communication. Unfortunately, they succeeded. 
they only gave information about his detention to relatives and the lawyer after the tortures ended, unquote. Sonia mentions that you can support both those folks locked up and those who have gone underground by donating to anarchist Black Cross Bellers. Feast After Plague, postponed, from avtonomen.org. The announcement at the festival that is now called Feast After Plague that used to be Father Frost against Putin has been postponed until people can get into and out of the country again. I think we've heard this description before, but it's still cool. Quote, Feast After Plague is a territory for the political imagination, creating and supporting alternative practices of coexisting, a way of thinking, speaking, and acting in opposition to outdated cultural codes. A space for strategies and tactics of solidarity, synthesizing theoretical and practical approaches aimed at researching and transforming sociopolitical and cultural processes locally while keeping global contexts in perspective. The festival is also a pleasant occasion for us to meet and spend time together enjoying performances, great music, discussions, and relaxing in pleasant company and in a safe context, unquote. The new date will be in January of 2022. Asifal, 1936 to 1939, from Contagion Press. Announcing a newly retranslated and reprinted run of the Asafal journal by George Bataille et al. Quote, Morality, reason, and restraint, as we have seen, these are precisely what must be left behind. Abandon the world of the civilized and its light, Bataille argues. It is too late to be reasonable and learned. The world of secular modernity remains hopelessly enslaved to the head, forcing us to live a life void of ecstasy, a life not worth living. Below the neck lies an awakened world, beckoning us to carry out the greatest of jailbreaks. Revolutionaries are just more jailers, unquote. Something tells me that if you're already into Bataille and Nietzsche, your mouth is now watering. Droll, droll. Attentat against bank from Contra Info, English translation by Anarchist News. Some folks claim responsibility for blowing up a military bank in Mexico. Quote, mockery and disdain is the only thing they've received from Lopez Obrador. But what is the cause of so much indolence? We think that if the system remains indolent before our cries, it's because our pain is precisely the condition that makes possible the continuation of this order of exploitation. The structure of this monster feeds on our blood and our wombs. Without the value that we create, without the life that we give, without the bodies that we care for, how could the life that this order then sucks out be reproduced? That's why neither the state nor patriarchy nor el capitalismo will stop this massacre themselves. We will have to stop it ourselves. Unquote. Vandalism against banks by a Contra Info, also translated by Anarchist News. Woohoo! Burnt oil is poured over ATMs at four banks in Brazil. Quote. Chaos, individual or collective, is movement. It's the blood that runs violently through veins. It's the force of rivers that destroys its margins. It's the destructive potency which is transformative. Chaos is life, and it hugs those who don't settle for reforms, those who hate passivity, those who don't fear the end of it all, those who sooner or later are capable of attacking this disgusting machine of domination, however and with whatever you can, unquote. Chaotic hugs for all! Aww. Margins and Problems Beyond Philosophical Anarchism from Libertarian Labyrinth by Sean Wilbur. Quote, for me, this survey serves in part as research for our lost continent and the journey back, the work on the anarchist past and anarchist history that I began two years ago. In that work and in the work that has informed it, the notion of a divide has had two primary functions, marking in the context of a complex riverine metaphor, the watershed between a specifically anarchist tradition and the still archist tendencies that informed it in various ways, but also designating certain rifts within nominally anarchist circles that might or might not be bridgeable by means of an anarchist synthesis. See, for example, Anarchy and Democracy, Examining the Divide, as well as various examinations of market anarchism. 
As I have moved gradually forward with the outline for our lost continent, I've wrestled with the tension between the two projects involved. A clear and sometimes confrontational elaboration of anarchy and its consequences, which cannot help but highlight the real inconsistencies of anarchist ideas and movements today. And the sense that many of anarchism's divisions, or most when I'm feeling bold, are surmountable through reflection and synthesis. I understand that the project of synthesis cannot help but be at this stage an outrageously partisan enterprise and embrace that aspect of the project. But generally, I try to steer clear of the most divisive sort of rhetoric." Unquote. That's a long quotation, but to me, it gets at the two things that are the most valuable in this project by Libertarian Labyrinth, which is a, the firmest grounding in nuance. For example, the poking at what we want and don't want as the world is full of both, and B, the personal placement of the author. The specificity of historians makes it easy to get lost in the weeds, but is also a super appropriate counter to the mass generalizing that makes us the weeds that get lost. Margins and Problems, Individualism and Socialism from the Libertarian Labyrinth by Sean P. Wilbur. Here Sean revisits a piece from 2010 concerning the similarities and divergences in opinion between Proudhon and someone named Pierre Leroux, as well as both men's impact on what became mutualism. Now, that probably sounds a bit dry, or at least did to me upon first glance. However, Sean's depth of knowledge and caring explanation and analysis shines through as he illuminates not only the fact that anarchists have been playing out the same goddamn individualism versus communalism yep. debate since time immemorial, but also the ways that this argument has always had its interesting shades and nuances, despite lowest common denominator arguments. Quote, as we know, in the intervening years, individualism and socialism have made dreadful war. And the libertarian movement which LaRue inherited and influenced has been split every bit as decisively as the culture surrounding it by that warfare. In some ways, we have made very little progress from the situation described by LaRue and Proudhon. The exhaustion of ideas, the wars in service of commercial profit, the complicity of competing visions of liberty and the continuing misery and slaughter. All of these are familiar to us. What is perhaps least familiar to us is the notion that there is an alternative, the possibility of a synthesis of community and property, as Proudhon puts it, in a liberty which would extend to all and would harmonize and socialize the conflict of interests without sacrificing individuality. Where that notion has appeared in those intervening years, it has often been called mutualism. But mutualism, too, has often proclaimed its philosophy without being able to push very far towards its realization, unquote. Anarchist Social Center in London, from Freedom News. Short and sweet write-up on one of the few remaining info shops in London. Quote, in London, where there are fewer and fewer spaces that can be accessed without buying something, a place like 56A is really important because it is not determined by capital. Communities need physical spaces where they can be together without having to spend money. We are reaching a critical moment of unlivability in this city, she continued. We are far from a revolutionary fossil, yet there is a radicalism to 56A. If you were to summarize our politics, it is anti-capitalist, explains C. We are interested in alternatives to the current system. I know this is hard, almost impossible, but we are trying to give examples of possibility to be an inspiration in some ways. He added, you can't do politics online. Movements run on two things. You need other people to do stuff with. You can't do politics on your own. And you need spaces like 56A. It's the infrastructure, unquote. Arson and Solidarity with Palestinian Resistance by Abolition Media Worldwide. The burning of a van owned by a division of Raytheon, a name I haven't heard in a while, in Orange County, California. Quote, as we approach the one-year anniversary of the burning of the third precinct in Minneapolis following the police lynching of George Floyd, we can't forget the role that arms dealers such as Raytheon play in the militarization of law enforcement. Raytheon supplies police departments across the country with surveillance technology and training software. 
We know that all liberation is tied together and that the Israeli settler state is enlivened by the same racism and colonial ambitions that the United States is embodied by. The same multinational corporations arming the IDF to crush Palestinian resistance are also arming law enforcement agencies in the U.S. to brutalize black and brown communities, unquote. Land-grabbing companies attacked from abolition media worldwide. A communique, quote, on the night of last Tuesday, May 18th, 2021, we attacked a Waskita Betan precast incorporated in Klaten, Central Java, by using Molotov cocktails. And on the night of May 21st, we also attacked PT. Adhikarya Persada Construction Division 2 in Palembang and attacked the outside of a BNI bank ATM. However, from some of these actions, we did not get any response from the mass media, but we will always develop our practical practices to produce the joy we arm. As we know, based on information from the Anarchist Information Web, linked in the article, several corporations in the construction sector are involved in land grabbing in Wadas Village, unquote. It would be good to know a bit more about what they mean by land grabs, since it can look different in different places. But yeah, solidarity does mean attack. Sacco and Vanzetti's Trial from SmithsonianMag.com by Annika Necklison. A mainstream media account of the trial where the author ends by remarking that what the attention to the trial did was make it clear that injustice happens in the criminal system, which undoubtedly has always been true, and some folks find it easier to not look at than others. Quote, I don't think Sacco and Vanzetti had a lasting impact in terms of their own personal political philosophy, Top says. Instead, he asserts its legacy lies more in what it showed about the legal process. It was another moment where the arbitrariness and the oppressive nature of the U.S. judicial system was exposed, unquote. So Sacco and Vanzetti were less meaningful to the history books as anarchists than they were as downtrodden immigrants. How will you plead? Eric King's Civil Rights Lawsuit from TheIntercept.com by Natasha Leonard. Here, a more mainstream outlet picks up the horrors Eric has gone through while locked up. Quote, Reagan, King's civil rights attorney, is under no illusions about the difficulty of winning a case alleging widespread state-sanctioned brutality. Even if a federal judge were to rule in King's favor, no given legal victory can constitute justice within the inherent violence of the carceral system. For King's attorneys, his case is nonetheless an opportunity to expose institutional violence and white supremacist collusion. And beyond this broader moral imperative, there is a deep concern for King's life. The correctional officers, quote, seem intent on killing him or allowing other people to kill him. Reagan told me, we want to keep him alive until his release, unquote. Unsure if Eric can currently receive mail, but make sure to check out supportericking.org for more info. They will never kill the beautiful idea from Mongoose Distro by Comrade Zeeb. Mongoose Distro is a site that, quote, contains material solely for the purpose of achieving breakdown of prison through disruption, unquote. Apparently, this is a line from a Texas prison official about the site. From inside prison, Comrade Z writes this text about the fact that prisons are moneymakers, that they force people to engage in a more brutal form of capitalism than on the outside, and that there's been a recent attempt on his life, no details given. Quote, I'm back, y'all. I was under heavy fire, but a simple inconvenience will not deter me from trying to save your loved ones from the prison slaveholding agency TDCJ. Shout out to the directors who tried to kill me by using peon wardens and officers. Nice try. You have the wrong guy. As I walk with my head held high, I encourage people to seek the truth and expose all unconstitutional violations in TDCJ units. Right now you can force change. Shout out to the Final Straw Radio for holding me down and to the TLC IWOC. We are moving on the state capital, unquote. The hot potato changes hands from Crime Think. This is a typically detailed write-up on the current state of politics, both mainstream and kind of anarchist, in Chile. 
The radical TLDR is that Chilean anarchists shouldn't get caught up in supporting institutional leftists during this time of constitutional reform, as that leaves the right owning extra-legal direct action. Quote, the problem with enthusiasm about the Constitutional Convention is that it can distract us from everything that we can do outside the terrain of representational politics, while the conceptual framework it presumes also leaves us unprepared for what right-wing movements can do outside the terrain of representational politics. The risk is that we will let the right-wing gain momentum as the new anti-state force, with all the ironies already banally familiar from the Trump era. While left movements end up relying on the police to suppress white right-wing movements, the same police that will eventually be used to suppress us when the right-wing rides that momentum back into power. Unquote. Audio and video interview with Colectivo Subversion from Final Straw. Colectivo Subversion. An hour <laughs> from Final Straw. Don't make fun of Spanish. I'll beat you. I wasn't making... I was being Spanish. Oh, okay. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> from Final Straw, an hour, a English fluent speaker from Colombia talking about how things are hard, the state sucks, street actions are important. I have to admit I didn't listen to the whole thing, so maybe I missed the really good anarchist parts. There are bits of things in here that touch on interesting stuff, and Final Straw is a well-oiled production that has been doing this thing for so long it's truly remarkable. It must be so challenging to find people every week to talk to, frequently people they've never talked to before, making the connection process happen during the recording itself. But I don't know. Maybe they could add to the write-ups that they already do, where in the discussion they get to the anarchist content, or they could have a specific set of questions that they always ask about things that anarchist activists and organizers should be pondering. Like, what makes what we're doing anarchist? Not to be confrontational, I would never ask that of the FS hosts, but just to remind everyone that it's not a foregone conclusion. On the other hand, maybe then they get kicked out of Channel Zero. So, never mind, I guess? Silver Threads number 18, an hour and 20 minutes from Silver Threads podcast. So to recap, Silver Threads is a podcast hosted by artist Eleanor Goldfield and Joyful Militancy co-author Carla Bergman, in which they, quote, trace our present path through the people and the stories of the past as we ourselves, long-term radicals, learn about each other from each other and continue to walk, continue to wake. Silver Threads, still walking, still waking, unquote. So no points for poetry. Here, the co-hosts reflect on a question they've been asking their guests over the past year. That question being why they haven't, quote, scaled over, unquote. They never actually explain what the fuck that means, but it seems to be in contrast to scaling up. So I guess instead of just getting larger, it means growing out to include more diversity. They then somehow connect that question to American exceptionalism, leading people to think that violence won't be necessary for societal change. The tyranny of sharing circles pissing off your bad guy ancestors, and more. Not a lot of threads connecting each topic. Silver or otherwise. Got it. Oh, got him. No. Fucking got him. No, sorry. That's sad. I That's have, just sad. I have ultimate editing power, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> This week's, okay, you know it's your turn. This week's podcast was sounded by Greg. What's new is written and read by Chislin. Greg, thanks to readers and writers of some new things in the library and a guest editorial this week. We hope this podcast is useful too and fun for anarchists and the anarcho curious. Give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcast at anarchistnews.org. 
for more information and usually some good commentary, see you at your favorite non-sectarian anarchist site, anarchistnews.org. To learn more, Anarchist Financial Public Global pamphlets and have material available at globalbackcourt.com for news by and or about anarchists and up to many I come to receive at anarchistnews.org and or the anarchist news. I receive chat room linked on e-news, anti-social with dots. Theroma! So